I am so stoked. We have action adventure here. Um, congratulations on the sign of pure noise records. That is hey. a phenomenal fucking opportunity for the band itself. Um, I've, I've been in multiple Facebook groups, but the easy core group, the pop punk networking group over the years. Um, I remember seeing, uh, singles back in the day. One of my favorite was, um, parachutes. That's when I first got into, into action adventure in 2018. Um, how are you guys doing? Welcome. I mean, I just appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast and chill for a little bit. Yeah, of course, man. Thank you. Thanks for having us, man. We really appreciate it. The first time George, George introduced me to you guys, probably like right as soon as he was like getting, uh, hitting his apex on uh, on TikTok. And he said, yo, look at this cool ass music video. And it was, um, oh God, what's the, I forget the song. They had slipped Barricades. on the top of my head. Bar- yeah. And yo, that was powerful, man. That was incredibly powerful to watch that. And I, ever since then, I've been hooked. Thanks, man. I mean, uh, that was a that was a fun one. It was kind of emotional. You know, we didn't really know what the reception was going to be like. We didn't know, you know, what people were really going to think about it. There were times when I just remember we're like, are we just going a little too hard at society right now? This is a little, you know, we're kind of calling we're kind of calling out the entire scene right now. I don't know how this is going to work out, but uh, we talked it over and we were like, yeah, let's just. Let's do it. It's like really important to us, and hopefully, it'll be really important to some other people. And I, you know, it just kind of luckily worked out. And yeah. I'm stoked that it resonates with people and that people really just like appreciated, uh, you know, what we were trying to say and kind of understood where we're, we're coming from. Yeah. You took real life <laughs> situations um, and you put it in such an emotional video like that, um, considering the fact that it happens in the scene every day. Um, I've seen it in person a couple times um, from my vocalist. We can get into that a little bit later. Um, but the song resonated so well. And I remember the band coming up on my For You page. I'm like, holy shit. Like, thank God great pop punk is starting to get noticed again. Like, it, it just, you know, it's we try so hard as a community. And like I said earlier, we're in Facebook groups. And, like, we all share playlists and this and that. But when the algorithm picked up on it, it was just refreshing to see that. And I was like, oh, sick. Like. Like these guys deserve it too. I've been, you know, I've known you guys since 2017. And I remember specifically, you, I'm pretty sure you hosted a show in Chicago with the Band by Bears, right? That was like one of the big shows they stopped by in Chicago. We've, uh, we've played with them a few times. So I, I don't know what year, like when you're referring to. Was it, we've definitely 16 or 17 at Sub T. It was like six, 16 at sub T, and then we played in twenty. I feel like we played in twenty eighteen when when the most recent record came out. We played with them at Cobra Lounge too. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, we played with them a couple times. Those are companies from across the pond, and uh, I love <laughs> these guys. <laughs> they were so stoked. Like, they stayed at my house a couple of nights, and uh, when they were in Pennsylvania, and they talked about Chicago. I was like, "Oh yeah, dude, the Chicago Chicago's a great pop punk scene." I was talking to Midfield recently, and they uh, they really want to go out to Chicago. I've I've never been in Chicago for um, the inner city shows, um, but how is that scene out there in general? Since you've been you know in this scene for quite some time, I would say over like seven years now. Yeah. Um... 
kind of wish Blake was here to talk about this because he's passionate about this specifically. <laughs> That's cool. um, no, it's it's a really great uh, scene out here, especially like the people that we typically uh, play with in specifically in the pop punk scene. Like everybody's super supportive of each other. You know, as you said, like the the Facebook groups and stuff, it's kind of the same uh, feel. Uh, when we're playing with friends, we all like want to share each other's music, listen to each other's music, and uh, it's it's good in that way. Um, but it's also like super saturated because we're a gigantic city. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that way, it's much more difficult to like break out and set yourself apart. Um, harder to get noticed in general. We were we were actually just talking about how like all of our friends' bands are good enough to be at a level where like they're on like larger labels and like they could be national like i don't we don't really know any like shitty local bands and just, wild. Like, everyone everyone is just so good so like the entire chicago scene is just so good so when your whole scene is that good how, like you can't really stand out because like the whole scene is stand out you know what i mean yeah yeah so like you can't really like Warren said you can't really break out of that because it's like the standard is already just so high. Like you have to, you know, pretty much be a fucking prodigy. <laughs> it's <laughs> not even to really stand out in some way. It's not even a competition at this point. It's more of like a plethora of fantastic bands, like which is pretty right, sick. Right, right. Which is awesome. It, the only part about that that's a little, you know, a little trying is that because everybody is so good, everybody gets all the good shows. You know what I mean? So it's <laughs> yeah. like it's like a rotation, and then like. You know, there's a lot of people out there who, like, don't listen to local music. They just, they don't know where to look. They don't know how to really get into, like, a local scene. So, uh, you know, until you can kind of break out of being just that local artist, you know, you're not going to really be able to get to, you know, this whole untapped market. And when everybody is at that level, it's harder to, you know, to break out of that and get into that different market. So... You know, the saturation, the feeling of the saturation is real. But, I mean, we're also so stoked because we just know so many great, talented people. And we just want to, you know, show off all our cool-ass friends all the time. Yeah, yeah. Now you can just take, you know, you can just get, like, a binder full of the bands that are local in your area. Like, here, Pure Noise, here, Fearless, here, Rise. Like, we've been here this entire time. What's up? Let's do something together. Let's build like a like a big uh, like a team like situation like because uh, I, I I'm praising Travis Barker for what he's doing for the scene in itself. It looks like what he's I'm comparing to what he's doing bringing up all these artists. He's kind of having like that group that Little Wayne did with Young Money. Like he's just getting these really talented musicians and he's making a shit ton of fucking hits with them. It's incredible. As long as the gatekeepers just stay at bay and let them you know play the music and let it be relevant, but. <laughs> I don't know. There's plenty of them out there too. Well, they're probably actively right now trying to get their foot in the door. This can't happen like this. We can't let this happen. It cannot be this fun. There's some guy doing it, you know. Yes. I mean, there's 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 gatekeepers and naysayers and haters everywhere. Like you can't you can't do anything about it. And you know, like social media and the internet have totally just made it so easy for people to just voice their opinions, which is great, but also like you know, some opinions suck. So, yeah, you know, exactly. there's not really anything you can do about it. But, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's whatever. The, you know, the people who are down to grind and, and you know, persevere and, and push through it all, I mean, it's it's going to get rewarded eventually. And, you know, it's just one of those, just one of those yeah. things. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, when tra- when somebody as big as Travis Barker is doing it, what are you going to do? Gatekeep Travis Barker? Like, <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> so that, for the that guy's for the, not real. That guy's fake as fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's Travis Barker. Like, come on, bring back come Tom. On. Bring back Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for uh, for the Chicago scene, what uh, did you guys have like a, a I would say like a, a mentor in a way to kind of navigate you guys through where the good spots are in terms of how to get into the community and get to be one of these bands that is recognized in the community was there anybody that kind of helped guide you along as like a baby little action adventure crew or how did that happen how did that transpire over these past seven years oh man uh i don't know if we necessarily have like a, a mentor in a way i think that we like like Blake was in, you know, a band in the scene for a long time before. Uh, he was in a project called From the Sidelines, and uh, you know they they had some some success, so he knew a lot of people. Uh, so that was like really helped out a lot when we were like first starting and getting uh, getting like our first shows. And then honestly, we just kind of like we try. We're just like pretty normal dudes, and we're kind of just personable people. So. We ended up, you know, just making a lot of friends in bands and stuff. And then people were like, hey, you know, we have a show. You guys want to play with us? And we're like, yeah, let's play all the shows that we possibly can. And we just played a bunch of shows and just hung out with a lot of people and just kind of knew people. And then we started kind of, you know, playing venues over and over again. So we started knowing promoters and, you know, it just kind of organically, we just kind of built a network. Of, of people that we that we knew and that could you know help us book shows and you know get on cool shows and you know we had friends ask us to play and stuff so it, it wasn't like one person I, you know i can't like point out one person but like definitely you know a lot of our friends and bands and a lot of like the promoters of the venues like we couldn't have done anything that we've done without you know just the squad just like our, our og fam what's some of your favorite venues to play in chicago uh bottom lounge is a great one um, yeah. beat kitchen probably my favorite what's it called beat kitchen beat kitchen yeah yo that's a dope ass name i just want to go there because of the name yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a it's, it's it's sweet there's a rap group called the palmer squares from the chicagoland area and they they used to play there a lot and they dropped the beat kitchen name and a bunch of their songs and it always sounds dope <laughs> <laughs> yeah that definitely it just has a good hook to it so it's gonna yeah. work <laughs> very easy i like i like sub t like subterranean is a great uh that's a cool venue i just i love it the only thing that sucks is like there's crazy ass staircase that you have to load up <sighs> and, uh, huge steep flight of stairs yeah oh it's, god it's literally like it's literally like two stories straight up hell no that sounds yeah. like a down in Philadelphia. There's a place called the Troc. It's not a venue anymore, but the smaller stage upstairs was where you had to like, oh, you God, know, play yeah. the venue, and it was a hike to bring up like bass calves and drums up there. If, so I know that exactly place what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure the Troc used to be like an old ice house too. So it was it was like early 1900s size to everything. So yeah. you're ducking through doorways, but it was gorgeous. Yeah. It had like had a cool feel to it. Yeah, it was really cool. But going back to the TikTok thing, I think it was fantastic that when uh, it did call attraction uh, on the app itself, you guys also doubled down with merch because a lot of the people were like, this sounds like an anime intro. 
Like that's so sick. And I remember seeing the video. I'm like, and I remember seeing the video, and it's like all the comments. I'm like, tell me they're dropping merch. And it just I, the editing and the whole video just sounded so pure and so perfect. Um, are, are is anybody in the band huge anime fans? Is it is it crazy that people compare the song to an intro to something like that? Like, oh man, uh, me and uh, me and Adrian and Blake definitely get down with uh, with. We could, we could say large amounts of anime. That's cool. <laughs> like Attack on I'm more Titan. casual than they are. Me too. If my vocalist was here from Poeta, he'd be he could have a whole conversation about anime for like three hours, dude. <laughs> we could we could we could make that happen. Sure. <laughs> I'll have him as a special um, co-host. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty crazy because like we didn't really hear it, and then after people started saying it, I was like, oh. I guess I had this, like, I just had this subconscious influence this whole time. You know, it just kind of, it really, it kind of does. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> but the, the editing on that video that you mentioned, that's all Blake, man. And he is just what? a genius when it comes to. Oh, my yeah. God. That's incredible. He actually, he actually edited the actual Barricades video as well. Our <laughs> friend, uh, our friend, Jovan Tremel who also shot the Poser video, the most recent one that we released. Um, he shot the Barricades video and then just gave Blake all the footage and Blake just knocked it out, man. Wow. That's literally the definition of D-I-Y. That's incredible. That's good <laughs> D-I-Y. <laughs> oh, yeah. Blake is... Appreciate uh, you acknowledging that, man, because we, we talk about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of getting into like the effects and such too. Like I told, like you guys know, because I'm always tagging you stuff on TikTok. But like editing these videos and all that stuff to put them up there, like to my knowledge, is probably at an average level. So when I see good quality content like that, I'm like, oh man, I could wish I just had that. And I just DM like some some uh, <laughs> some dude. I'm like, yo, can you make something up real quick? Like, pay you, like good money, man. Good money. I need an intro. I was like, oh, I got you. Because like I I I you know, it just takes a lot of time. I just I appreciate that kind of work too. So I was thinking, I was like, they're pushing out really good content, but it's consistent. So someone in the band has to be doing it. Oh, it's definitely Blake. Yeah. Oh, what an asset! It's definitely, it's definitely Blake. That's he really asset. is. Yeah. He's a huge asset. Well, listen, you guys have brought up Blake like a thousand times during this podcast. Where the hell's Blake at? We need Blake here. <laughs> Call him up. <laughs> it's only know. like. Is, is he at work right now? Or, Probably. He might be at work. That's okay. Blake works for the White Sox, so he uh, it's like the beginning of the season, so he's like super busy with like editing stuff for them right now. That's oh, awesome. that's why. That's probably why he couldn't be on today. Yeah, that's no big. I wanted to get you guys on as soon as possible because I talked to you prompted back in the day. I was like, bro, like, it's so cool. We gotta get you on. Like, we have all these guests coming on. You're like, yeah, just let our our press know. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like, and that was before I knew. Um, or the world knew that you guys were signed to Pure Noise, so you've been so busy since that. Um, how did how did that how did that work out? How's that experience been? Was there was did they reach out to you? Have you guys been pitching out to labels and stuff like since like the mass engagement for Action Adventure? Like how did that all come about? So they they did reach out to us, which was pretty cool. Um, it was the whole thing is, is still like super surreal. Like I'm still kind of processing it. Um, <laughs> Like, I've been processing it since the conversation started. And, like, now it's out in the world. And, you know, people are, like, 
hitting hitting me up and talking to me about it and stuff and it's uh it's still pretty it's still pretty weird um but you know essentially like we were always planning to shop this release regardless and it just kind of worked out that we were like, all right, let's release Barricades and see what happens. And then, you know, hopefully that can get like an okay amount of traction and like the video is powerful. And then we can, you know, kind of just like use that and try and, you know, talk to labels and trick somebody into signing us. And, um, <laughs> that's what it feels like so sometimes. That's for sure. So then, you know, when we had a, a couple different labels, like a few different labels approach us um about stuff they just kind of emailed us and we were like oh oh no shit okay <laughs> i guess this is let's let's talk about this and then we you know had to scramble to like figure out what to do and get lawyers and all this other stuff and you know so it was it was a nuts it's been a really crazy six months uh honestly we couldn't have done it without our manager nina she is just a gem an absolute gem. She is like our sixth member pulling the strings from behind the scenes. And uh, yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't have done it without her. So she keeps us all organized and in line and it's great because we're all terrible at that. Yeah, we, <laughs> would, we would fall apart without her adding calendar invites and <laughs> handling all the back-end conversations or just fall apart. I Absolutely. love that. How, how long is that? How long have you been working with Nina for? So Nina... Um, has been like a really good friend of ours for years and she like actually used to work on like the booking side of the industry and so like we've like worked with her in some capacity pretty much for like the past like four or five years um but really we kind of just fell into this management relationship because she just like she's actually just outside of this one of my best friends so she just kind of knows that we're not good at it and she's like do you guys need help <laughs> and, and we were like yes we absolutely do and you then um i know <laughs> that's exactly it yeah and then she you know we just we started doing it and it was just such an organic and just like great relationship and you know we were just kind of like could you just stay and help us please and she was like okay and then so it just kind of it just kind of happened and it just worked out no, that's awesome because it's it's usually um, I have seen other bands get into relationships with management, but usually they're um, usually they're from other states or they're just trying to uh, get their feet wet in the industry and they're just reaching out and stuff. And like they're very unknown people, so it's great that like you already knew her right out of the gate and there was already that trust factor. It's not like a stranger coming up like, hey, can you guys boy be managed? Blah, blah blah. I can offer you all this, and it's like oh, I don't even know you, my dude. So right, <laughs> yeah, we've had we've had weird experiences in that realm before oh, uh, yeah yeah so nina is definitely a breath of fresh air in comparison <laughs> okay that's good yeah keep you on the safe side um but no and it's good it's great that you have a great team around everything because it, it's crazy because it seems like to me from what's happened like it has been going pretty fast i know you guys are feeling it uh every single day um but uh the message res very the message for the song barricades resonated very well um and, and brought a lot of engagement to it and then you even created like a documentary series on your youtube channel uh about the signs that you held up H how often do you guys hear that bullshit like all the time like 
when you guys first started like you know getting into the local scene like are you hearing these quotes like you guys sound so white and you know are you guys rappers or rap band like an r&b band like what the fuck like what kind of fucking questions are those like what kind of statements are those like how like is this is this a very common like thing that happens for action adventure pretty common yeah jesus christ yeah i mean that's part of where we got the idea for the poser video um we we're like let, you know they already think it let's just lean into it and have some fun with it yeah so we shot a rap video yeah the stereotype for it um because i going back to like that whole message and stuff we played at the knitting factory in brooklyn new york um and it was for it was like for a Skull Candy showcase, yada yada yada. Uh, long story short, we got done playing the show, and um, our our vocalist Kevin Torres, he's uh, Puerto Rican and Guatemalan, and we were just hanging outside talking, like just hanging with everybody and stuff and whatever and whatnot. And a kid came up to him and they asked him, he's like, "What are you?" He's like, "What am I?" He's like, "Yeah, like what like what are you?" He's like, "You mean like ethnicity wise?" I'm like, "Bro, like what is wrong with this fucking scene? Like why are we getting so in depth into?" the skin color of a person correlating it to a fucking genre that's that's what that's what pisses me off so it's that's why i'm saying like you guys had you know that's a lot of fucking courage to do something like that so it just makes me appreciate the band even more but what the fuck I, to have it, to happen so often is just completely ignorant in itself so i'm really sorry that you guys have to go through that appreciate that man um yeah, i definitely appreciate that man yeah it's it's weird because like it's not uh we've talked about this before but it's it's not always like ill-intentioned you know it's usually not i would probably say uh but like you know it's just based on people's preconceptions and and seeing us a certain way and uh like just kind of projecting that because they don't know how to you know process it otherwise i guess it's other people's ignorance and you have to kind of almost stoop down to the level to try and understand hey maybe they just don't have all the facts or maybe they just don't understand which is it's right. a shame that it's 2021 and you can google the answers to anything yet people are still so ignorant to the fact that hey this this specific form of music doesn't have to be one skin color like it's it just seems right. kind of obvious to most people but that's a shame and it's something like george and i will never experience that and that's something him and I had talked at length about is just like, sometimes you just need to be reminded of that is that not everybody has the same experiences and, you know, something that I take for granted, you guys obviously have had to struggle through and you will continue to struggle through that for quite a while. And hopefully we can break a barrier where, where that's not a problem anymore. And hopefully something like what you guys did is, is a catalyst to change for that. So yeah, it was amazing. I, I'm, I showed my wife that. She was like, wow, that's incredible. <laughs> Thank you, man. Appreciate it. For sure. Thanks, man. Yeah, can we just normalize diversity? Like, what the fuck? Like, why is that got to be so outlandish yeah. to some people? Yeah, it's just it's crazy because it's like, what are you? It's like, well, I'm a, a human just like you. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'm just a dude that likes to play this type of music. Just like you're a dude that likes to listen to this type of music, so we're obviously not that you know dissimilar. So what do you, what the fuck do you mean? What am I? Right. I would, like I, would just, I would love to follow crazy. up with that for because like action adventure, you guys are here now. You are 
you were in this thing, right? So you've obviously had success, but for you guys coming up in the scene, obviously as different people, people that wouldn't be classified as pop punk guys, how was that trying to put your foot in the door knowing that that's what people thought about you? Like, how hard was that? What what made you stick with it and just kind of fight through it to get to where you are today for each of you? Oh. So for, I, I can touch on it real quick. Um, for me personally, um, and I, I don't even experience it at the same level as like Brompton, Blake, Adrian. Um, I, I do get it sometimes. I get the what are you sometimes because I'm like, oh, kind of racially God, ambiguous. God, but uh, I get that Jesus. a lot. But um, uh, for me, it's like, it's it's a little weird because me and Bronson both grew up in Skokie. Uh, Adrian went to high school with us in Skokie. And it's like just outside Chicago on the north side. And it's a super, super diverse area. Like we have representation everywhere. Like huge uh, Korean population, huge Assyrian population. Um, and it, it's just kind of an amalgamation. And so when we um when we played music like in our old bands um like around the area and even at our high school um people didn't i feel like people were a little bit more open to it i guess uh and it wasn't as weird to like see people who look different from you because people who look different from everybody was all around us um so it was a little easier in our like formative years to like get through it and now that we're you know, in a band outside of that, in our 20s, a little bit more like like we understand our places in the world a little bit better. Uh, it was helpful to have that, like growing up in high school, uh, to not have like like an insane amount of hardship when it came to playing music in front of people. Um, and in our 20s, it was a little bit easier to, to swallow it when we were faced with it. That's, that's like absolutely like the case. I mean, also, I've been lucky enough to pretty much have been playing music with Orin for my entire adult life. Uh, we've been playing music together for like 16 years, probably yep. now. Mm. Like me, him, and Adrian have been in bands since we were in high school. And um, so, I mean, you know, honestly, I always had I always had them. So we were always kind of able to rely on each other. And, and I never really necessarily felt alone. Um, I always have the three of them. Definitely, like, I would feel that, you know, I didn't necessarily look the same as, you know, other guitarists and stuff. And that's definitely affected me in in other ways. Like, I've always felt like I need to perform at a higher level, like, during our sets. Like, I need to make sure I go harder so that people know that I'm fucking in it, you know? Like, I have to make sure that I'm more well-practiced because, like, if I fuck up, you know... They could be like, oh, well, you know, that's to be expected. This is a black dude. They don't really know how to play guitar like that. When it's like, well, you know, rock music came from black people, so that's all. Yeah. Definitely, like, it didn't really hit until we were in, like, our 20s. Playing out more, playing in different states, in different parts of the country. That's That's where it, like, really hit. And it was like, oh, this is not the norm. You know, hmm. we honestly like when we started Action Adventure, we ended up just all being people of color. That wasn't even on our radar. We didn't even think about it. We were literally just like, 
these are my friends and I'm going to play music with them. And it just kind of ended up, it just kind of ended up going being like that. Right. No, I feel that too. I remember um, the first time I think you guys filmed me on TikTok, I put a compilation video together because all I'm trying to do is make playlists, kind of bring people over to the podcast at the same time, uh, whether I share their music and they're on or they're not on. Um, and then build playlists where like everybody gets an opportunity to get heard. Um, that's how I felt about it. So that's how I started. But the first viral video that I put up uh, was a compilation for Pop Punk and I didn't expect it to blow up until I started reading the comments. I was like, oh shit, this is crazy. But it was Hot Milk, uh, Action Adventure, Magnolia Park, and Meet Me at the Altar. And when I started reading the comments, and it was like, the representation is Chef's Kiss. I'm like, I didn't even fucking realize it. I'm just suggesting good pop punk. Like, what yep. the fuck? But at the same time, it's like, thank God now there is diversity in the fucking scene because it's just been filled with fucking white pedophiles for way too long. So, I mean, can we just change <laughs> oh that? Fucking, can we just fucking change that aspect? You know what I mean? So Shots fired. <laughs> Ooh. Burn, baby, burn. But no, but all seriousness. But, and like, and I look, and I showed Zach, and Zach like looked. Like we had this conversation in his living room where he's at right now. He's like, dude, that's just who you are, man. Like you just love music. I'm like, I know, but like it's just sad that like people like actually bring color of skin into the actual genre, and there has to be a stereotype for it. Like, oh, uh, you don't have that hair bleached, fucking side swipe, like all time low, or or fucking Mayday Parade or something. You know what I mean? So. It's just crazy how uh, these people just view a certain scene like that. So, um, but yeah, it's just and, and it's just fucking great music. Is it that really hard to understand? I don't know. And then you followed up That's with Poser wild. too. Did Blake? Did Blake fucking uh, edit that video too? No, Jovan uh, actually edited that one. So he shot and edited that one. Still look great, um, dude. Like content just Blake- keeps coming. Yeah, Blake edited all the little teasers and stuff to get together, though. So all of the anything we posted, like that's like just little clips put together. Blake edited all that. Yeah, that's cool. No, that's a huge asset to have that because like you just have to follow up with some of the graphics like that. And it's really expensive to hire somebody to to constantly do that on a daily basis. Um, so that's really cool. Um, and even though like you you just you took the. Uh, three songs that you recently released and you put them into a single right if i'm not mistaken that was just released as a single now for three songs yeah like on spotify yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah are you is the band continuing uh, i'm sure you have songs in the bank and stuff but are you continuing to write into an idea of more ep singles or is is an album like a thought in in the future of what might be released so there's um there's an ep with four more songs coming out on april 30th that's uh that's coming out via pure noise so that's awesome um it's gonna be awesome and we're um we're continuing to write we should be we should be sometime in the fall we'll be recording again yep for the songs that you have already recorded, is it usually you're going to the same producer, uh, working with the same studio in a sense, and is that who you're going to again if it's repetitive? Uh, we do plan on going back. Uh, so the so Poser and Talk Everlasting and uh, Barricades and the rest of this EP that's coming out on the 30th, uh, we recorded at ABG Studios with Seth Henderson. Um and 
it was overall an amazing experience working with him. So I, I don't think we're going to be going with anybody else for now. Yeah, I, I, I we had this conversation with uh, Conquer Divide on the last episode because um, their main guy is Joey Sturgis. I'm so fucking jealous. <laughs> um, <laughs> I told him that too. I was like, I'm so fucking jealous. The whole set of questions itself. Yeah. Yeah. He's the goat of metalcore producers. Um, but no, they like they consider him like another member too. I think it's just I think it's great for bands to find that one producer, and it doesn't have to be the same studio, but like just a well-rounded person that's in, involved with the recording of your process to help structure, to help um, find things that could possibly be missing, or maybe maybe just have fresh ideas that you can just throw their way. So um, I'm really thankful for that for Action Adventure. Is it in Chicago? The studios, the studio. Uh, it's in Crown Point, Indiana. So about okay. an hour, just under an hour and a half away from us. Oh, that's not it's too bad. It's not bad of a hike. Yeah, it's yeah. like I have to go from PA to Jersey to record or something like that. There's not anything like too crazy. Yeah, right. Yeah, they just crossing state lines and stuff. Obviously, we're gonna have to go back to live shows at some point. It's a question we obviously you get asked all the time. So, do you have any idea when you guys are trying to project uh, when to be ready? Obviously, with releasing new music, when do you think you're trying to realistically be ready to get back on the road? Hmm. I mean, I want to, it's been, it's been like 13 months since we played a show. So I'm really yeah. trying to play a show like now, but, <laughs> uh, real, you know, realistically, you know, with it being safe and everything, just as soon as it's safe and, you know, as soon as, uh, you know, everything is there, there are ways to get people safely into the crowd. I think that's, the most important thing you know we're not trying to like jump the gun or, or yeah. rush or anything um so you know really as soon as it's safe we're going to be down to to be playing shows again has chicago done anything in the immediate area in terms of have bands like put made an attempt at all because i know that some bands here in our area have done it a little bit with like drive-in shows at like parking lots and things like that kind of being creative but has, has your area done anything similar to that there have been a couple of driving shows. Um, there were some driving shows last fall. So those are those are pretty cool. Um, I mean, there were some sketch shows being put on at like random bars in the suburbs and stuff that like uh, got real, they, dude, it was real sketch and they got flamed real hard. So that's good. Yeah, um, that's good. But yeah, I mean, nothing like crazy. Like, like we haven't like opened up all the way or anything like that. Definitely, definitely not. Yeah, nobody wants to be the next Trapped or Smash Mouth. That's for sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely. Nah, fuck that. Um, what's I, I do? We talk. We actually had an episode dedicated to talking shit on Smash Mouth, and uh, <laughs> yeah. It was nice. It was um, they're so, the exact exactly the band who I thought would do something like that. <laughs> it's like that's the anthem for those kind of people. Um, sure. I think it, I think it's really I cool too. Throughout uh, what I've been seeing in the Facebook groups, um, obviously everybody has always been on board for Action Adventure, and are going to continue. And then you know also you know, share as much as they have before. 
Um, I think one of the most other notable bands within those groups over the years that I've met was Sharptooth when they also got assigned to Pure Noise Records. Um, now that now that they're label mates of yours, um, did you guys ever play shows with Sharptooth? Because I know like um, the Facebook groups that we have been that we are all in. Um, everybody shares content, playlists, tries to book tours, goes on tours with whatever. Um, have you guys ever played shows with Sharptooth? Have you ever guys talked to them or chilled and such? Yeah. yeah. We have. Uh, Adrian and I talk to Keith on a regular basis. Like, we play Destiny sometimes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Their guitarist, Keith. So, they're they're actually, you know, pretty decent friends of ours. Wow. Of those guys. And Lauren. Such a small world. Yeah, I had Lauren on the podcast, too. We had a lot of, we talked a lot about, um, we talked a lot about the issues, like, within, like, the uh, social justice issues, issues and such, which was a really fucking cool podcast. Um, because I just think, personally, we need to talk about it more. Um, because that's how we're going to be able to expose the toxic areas within the scene. Um, and Absolutely. So, yeah, you have to keep talking about it because if you're not talking about it, then you're not really doing anything. You're not helping. You're not fighting the cause in a sense. That's how I look at it. Um, it's 100% correct. No, I feel you on that. Yeah. Um, is there any bands that you have on the radar that you could see also getting signed or up and coming or um that have a lot of potential uh for the future of their careers oh man i think you have a spot man there's there's (laughs) just so many there's like so many and i don't want to say some and forget any there's like literally a list of (laughs) of bands where i'm just like how, how are you not bigger yeah so what you can do is you can like send me a list of those bands later and i'll just put them in the youtube description and be like check out all these bands okay absolutely yeah that That, that sounds great we could totally do that (laughs) Um, i mean just off the top of my head like highwire is a band from chicago and they're fantastic Mm. and they just released an ep on friday that i have not stopped listening to it's great super Um, solid our boys in tiny kingdoms are also fantastic. Love those guys. Um, this is a lot of pressure, man. I'm just, I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to give you pressure. I'm that's just right. trying to like, you're just going to start a community s- war. That's all. It's not yeah. a big deal. Yeah, 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 no problem. Right. Say our right. Name. You know, we've, we've, we've had, we've shared beers together, bro. <laughs> what the hell? Nah, there's dude, there's there's just a lot of bands, and it's and it's crazy too, because when I do make these playlists, I want to make sure that like I'm listening to every single suggest or uh, not suggestion, every single uh, submission. Submission, thank you, thank you. Every single submission that comes through, because I want to give everybody a fair shot. And I'm like, wow, it's so crazy that I don't hear a lot of these bands on a normalcy. Um, usually, it's the broken record where you go on social media and you see the same big bands over and over and over again. That's all it's talked about. Nobody really talks about uh, the underground to the next level to underground, which is like almost towards a professional level where they're about to hit that glass ceiling and break through it. Um, Which is why, you know, I'm always trying. That's why we have those Facebook groups and such. So it's really cool. Right, right, right. Yeah, but, uh, uh, I mean, just off the top of my head, really quick, you you even mentioned uh, you put it in your in your pop punk bands to listen to uh, TikTok, uh, Magnolia Park. They're like going super hard, yeah. and their stuff is super catchy. It's well produced. Um, their content game is great. Like, 
it, it seems like they're yeah it seems like they're doing everything right right now yeah and andrew wade's definitely talk about, taking care of them magnolia park oh yeah we, absolutely and then there's also like there's pink shift pink shift is great as well mm-hmm. um you know they just dropped a record and it's it's also great and it's just crazy like you know there's just so many people producing great music out there that just you know it's just not getting to the masses and like it's it's one of those things where like if more people could just listen to it they would blow up yep yep exactly and, and, I'm, and gonna, that's it. I'm gonna cut a video into this uh youtube to this episode right now for the podcast and i and zach literally said this i feel like it could be this could be like a renaissance of mm. music well live music mm-hmm. anything live because like now, now we all realize, if you didn't realize before, how necessary. It's not even how great it is; it's how necessary that kind of stuff is. Mm-hmm. It's necessary. Dude, you called it. I'm pretty sure you're the first one that fucking called it, bro. Because these bands are <laughs> What's <really up>? coming <laughs> out of the woodworks, and it's like they're so incredible. Where have they been all this time? Oh, they have, you know, they have time to really focus and put a lot of effort into social media, which is because people re- people have recognized. Nobody thought this would last the whole year. Nobody did. Maybe a couple people did, but not me. Man, I I never understood how much I need, like the, I need the community, and like not even to like kind of put it over the top, but it's such a big part of our lives and it's such a big part of my mental sanity and just how I am as a person. That man, Absolutely. once we get back, once it gets back, and I know that we're all safe. I feel like people are just going to be nicer to people. People are just going to embrace each other and people are going to look for new music and understand that like there is more to life than just being within four walls within your house. Cause like for a while, like we all get in those fucking those ruts where we just don't want to leave this place. Right. Like now more than ever, we need this kind of stuff. And I love what George does with trying to bring bands that maybe don't get the spotlight as much and kind of putting them at the forefront and giving them their, their, five seconds of fame and hopefully turn it into 15 minutes and then something more after that because everybody deserves a shot because everybody sounds good nowadays you know yeah with technology such and i and i told this to zach too like it's not even me like these are the bands that are playing the music i'm just i'm just showing them i'm just like hey check yep. this band out that's not dude it ain't me it's them they already have the great music i'm just being like it's true you should look at my face not hear a single word that comes out of my mouth and listen to these fans because yeah. <laughs> they're fucking good dude like yeah, it's he, just common he sense made a joke he's he's like i haven't said a word literally my entire tiktok time and he's what you had made at least like 50 videos at that point literally hadn't uh, said a word something like that yeah something Either. like 50 videos yeah i started doing two a day and three days but now i'm doing one day it's exhausting so it's better at one a day anyway. Oh, I just put pink shift on. I before we before we logged into the Skype, I just put pink shift on the on the comp video. So <laughs> sick. Small world. Yeah, it's Hell um yeah. it's uh I'm gonna tell my therapist on you. Yeah, that song. That song's yeah. Dude, like, oh, what yeah. the fuck, dude, they're edgy as shit, dude. Like <laughs> and it there's like a little grunge to it. I'm like, oh, this is so tasty. I can fucking do this. I can listen to this kind of music all day. And I'm super excited for the future of, of uh, action adventure. Uh, again, Pure Noise Records, you got a real winner here. I'm sure they obviously know that. Congratulations. Um, yes, you, it's, it's very well-deserved. I mean, just, the grinding over the years, obviously, is coming to fruition. Um, and people should take a lot of inspiration for the hard work and effort that uh, Action Adventure is putting in on a daily basis. Um, but And then I also pre- appreciate you guys coming on, talking about it, um, talking about the social justice issues that we still have to deal with. That Well, that you guys have to deal with. I don't deal with it. Zach doesn't deal with it, but you guys deal with it every day. So, honestly, like, I'm sorry that happened, Listen, but 
It's super fucking Bronco cool. Bronco was driving play. while we were doing a podcast. Like, you right. know how much dedication that is? Like, at a minimum? Like, <laughs> yeah. we appreciate it so much, guys. Like, seriously. I was, really I was just, just, you know, to be clear, I was the passenger in this vehicle, not okay. driving. Because that, that would have been a little too dangerous. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have rolled those dice. Yeah. I didn't know if you were. I mean, I unless, unless it, it wasn't edgy. an option, then I would have done it. <laughs> I'm putting a disclaimer in the in the info too. Disclaimer. Yeah, I was not that's driving. Great, yeah, yeah, that definitely <laughs> needs to happen. Somebody's gonna get pissed about. They'll they'll think it. Yeah, fuck them though. But now, for real, guys, congratulations and thank you for stopping by. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for, for having, having us. us.